Hey everybody, my name is Metal Music Man. And I'm Professor Lex. And this is episode 22, 22 yeah. of the Metal and Lex podcast. I, I, was, I was watching your face just to make sure that we were on the same page yeah. and that it was actually 22. I actually hadn't cool. thought of it until that exact moment. It's yeah. astounding to me that I remember what episode we're on. Well, the last one was 21 and I made the crack about how if it were one episode per year, then we did, our podcast could drink. You did do yeah. that. Yeah. You did do that. Very about well. About the same spot. Well done. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we just uh, we just had a, a, a splendiferous mandate. We made a pizza together. It was it, delicious. It was really good. The we pizza. made two pizzas. We ate yeah. all of them. Uh, they were barbecue chicken. I made some caramelized onions and some homemade barbecue sauce. Lex made some the, sourdough the onions, bread. They were on the verge of like pickled and caramelized. They were kind of a pickled time. caramelized thing. Yeah, was, I just, I just fried them up in some. So Good. Some apple cider vinegar. They turned. It was a red onion. They turned real pink. Yeah, yeah, like a pseudo. Uh, yeah. They call that uh, in in the cool that t- process. They, the, uh, they, well, they, there's a there's a cool term that you can shorten words with because I used to watch the Food Network once upon a time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> a quick pickle. A quickle. A quickle. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, good job. Okay, you're, very, okay. you're very sharp. See, I'm 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 here. I'm awake. A quickle. So yeah, quickle. I quickled them. I quickled them. The yeah. onions. They were quickled onions and delightful. Yeah, pretty delightful. Yeah, the bread was super good, though. You had some yeah, rye the in there. Yeah I, yeah, I did a, a rye semolina. Uh, uh, Lex is a bread god. I, no. I'm, I'm a bread god. Yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to feel like a bread god. You be- a bread god. <laughs> of course. Well, you, you did the... Okay, so what you guys, <laughs> the audience, don't know is that we foolishly only just started recording now. Yes. Um, this isn't anything to do with the fact that we're recording today, which is Saturday instead of yesterday, which was Friday, which is when we usually do it. And more to do with the fact that we were just, like, pumping out... Just, just great content. We were talking about we were talking about racial tension in 1996 Matthew McConaughey movies. Yeah, we yeah. We, we Googled an IMDb to Time to Kill and re, and, and re, recall, did, we went over the whole story. Did you know that uh, Kaylee Anthony was found dead in 2008? Because that that blew Will's mind. He thought that that I, happened like five years ago. I cannot believe that <laughs> hot baby murderer girl happened. <laughs> 12 uh, years ago. Alleged? <laughs> no, no. She's just hot baby murder girl at this point. I can't believe that was 12 years ago. Like, you were talking about it, and then you were like, yeah, it happened in 2008. And I was like, this must be someone else. I must be confusing the name. Some and then I looked her up, and her, her hot baby murdering face is burned into my mind. And I was like, oh, no, that's her. That's the one. That's the hot baby that, murdering that that girl. Brunette. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that was 12 <laughs> years ago. But you did say, which gave me some comfort, that that she was found... Guilty in 2000, innocent. or innocent, excuse innocent me. In innocent 2011. in 2011. This didn't provide him with any uh, comfort due to the verdict, but rather when the verdict was delivered. Yes. 2011, which is much closer to five years than And thank goodness for that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then yeah, then we were talking about, yeah, we're talking about Time to Kill. That's a movie that exists. And uh, yeah, and then Dude, I'm just digesting we, pizza. Yeah, we, we should have, honestly, the, the podcast should have just been us making pizza. And and then eating. Are we gonna pizza? make a cooking show now? Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> Metal and Lex's cook, cooking podcast. I need yeah. a better. I need a better camera. <laughs> I need. Or or wait, is it just audible? <laughs> and we put the mic oh, like yeah, ASMR. Yeah. Put the mic to like the the crackling pan. Oh, <laughs> shit! Yeah, because 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 next time we're gonna do the uh, the cast iron with, with the olive oil. So oh, so you get that microphone right up there next fuck. to the cast iron skillet. Drop the dough in. Fuck. Let it let it par bake, par par fry. We're however gonna, you want to call it. It's gonna be this is gonna be delicious. Food this boners. Is gonna be such a show. Food boners. <laughs> Come, coming to an internet near you. That is exciting. I um yeah God oh man I'm so excited. Anyway yeah um, <laughs> hope you weren't hungry when you turned this on. <laughs> yeah you guys check check my Twitter uh, when this drops if you haven't yeah. seen already yeah. or Alex's uh, Instagram at Gales and Storms. Yes both. 
at Gales and Storms. Yes. No weird characters because he's cool. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, the the the, the pizza's on there, man. It was it was good. Yeah, you know, it was good. Delightful. We're we're drinking a uh, generically generic Cabernet Sauvignon. It tastes red. It tastes I like, like it. a red wine. Yeah. yeah. It tastes like wine. Tastes of wine. So tastes. that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, things, words, uh, such and such, et cetera, also a moose. Um, do we uh, do, do we dive into your topic? Do you have life updates? What's your... What, oh, yeah, you? I've got, I got... Oh, yeah, here, the the big news. Thank thank Uh-oh. you so much. Uh-oh, I've to, prompted to him. To all of our, all of my, not our viewers this time. Oh, yeah, your uh, viewers. Who, who helped me to reach affiliate on Twitch. I've been streaming since 2014 or some silly yeah. shit, so thank you. At Professor At Lex. At Professor Lex, that's me. On Twitch. On Twitch. And he's doing, he's doing games. He's, what are you Most playing right now? Bioshock games. 2? Yeah, well, Bioshock 1, and then Bioshock we're going to, we're going to, we're, we've, Almost played every Resident Evil game on on Twitch, so. and that's with uh, Susie and Jeff. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah, that's that's cool. That's that's exciting to me. Not because it's like not not that I needed to be affiliate. Not that I'm going to turn that into a career or anything. But you know, it's it's, it's nice exciting to, to have accolades, yeah. no matter how yeah, I, yeah relevant they are or aren't. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah. actually going to do that, but okay. I could. <laughs> and if I did it before, I would have been lying. Yeah, and no one would have known. But no one would have known. But now you won't be lying, right? And that makes all the difference. That's, it's it's that an internal struggle. Yeah, pretty pretty yeah. standard life stuff for me. I actually work today. Um, so today's I uh, Saturday. yeah, today's Saturday, and I had to go into work and do a whole thing. And uh, I, I for those of you that may not remember, I do work at a private school, and I found out to my horror as I was I don't get on Facebook very often because it's fucking dog shit terrible. Oh, no. oh, um, but I found out to my horror when Alex posted. The pizza to Facebook. I was like, oh, let me hop on Facebook and reshare the pizza pictures. Uh, and fucking one of the like parents at my school <laughs> added me on Facebook. And I was just like, oh, oh, no. Did you oh, decline it? I no. I, I just Smart. click. I click nothing. Yep. And I go yep. on with my life. I, I will admit I have like three or four friend requests that I'm just sitting on. I'm I just, just don't. not going to attend. I don't understand the way other people live their lives where they... Okay, extroverts. I don't, I don't, what? They're extroverts, that's how they do it. Well, I... How, uh, my, how the other half lives. Sure, but even as an extrovert, like, are, do extra, is it, do extroverts just, like, go to work and, like, think, okay, A, they add their coworkers. I have, like, two or three of my coworkers. Wow, I have none. Over I used 10 to years. have coworkers. It's only because they're very persistent, and I've worked with them for, like, 10 years, and they, and I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna be that big of a dick to you, so I guess I'll accept your friend request. So then, like, okay, fine. There's, like, a couple. But I, I mostly ignore them, okay? But then, like, do these extrovert people, do they just go and, like, add all their coworkers right away? That's weird, but it's not, it's not super weird. What's weirder to me is, like, the, the connection of a connection of a connection. So, like, this person who added me today is not... I think I've talked to them... Twice? Do they maybe, know your name? Well, they, everybody knows me because I'm... Sure. I'm, You're like... figurehead. You're an important individual. Well, basically, yeah, I'm like, I'm the computer guy. Everybody knows me. I have been out. Yeah, I have been. I am the computer guy. I have been out on uh, Main Street, like eating. I was at Salt and Smoke before COVID and I was like drinking. I was like walking around drinking and I was like, I'm going to eat some fucking barbecue and be fat and then go drink some more. And these people sat down next to me and they started talking to me and they were like, are you the IT guy at Schnarf Schnarf (laughs) Incorporated where my kid goes to school? Were they hot girls? No, they were parent. Well, I mean, I guess the mom was kind of hot, but they were parents. <laughs> they were parents, and they were like, "Our kid goes to Kashnar for Schnarf Incorporated." The that is you do the computer things, and I was like, "Yeah." And they were like, "Oh, you're a rock star. Everyone thinks you're so cool." And I was like, 
That's neat. You probably could have gotten some. I That's d- all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, the mom okay. sounds kind of hot, and I think she was flirting okay. with you. She honestly, you a, a honestly, rock star? I, the the concept of having sex with hot moms, <laughs> sex nightmare material. No, I would just do that oh, if, the, if if there was if there up, okay if I didn't okay if I didn't work at a school if I worked <laughs> at you would think of how kinky it would be. Let's Ooh, say it's I worked. So yeah, but the problem is then you got to deal with it. You got to deal with it, or like maybe their kids look up That's like the maybe their kids go to superboobs.gov, and you gotta like you gotta like you gotta like tell. <laughs> You gotta like tell them that that's a thing that happened and that's why their kids getting scolded. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, what my dick's been in your butt and I gotta tell you why. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You don't have to explain anal sex yeah. to, to everyone you talk. I'm to. I'm not trying to fuck with that. So, like, if I worked at if I worked at like a, a carnival or a supermarket or I don't know any other place that didn't deal with like your children, like I might I might have wanton threesomes with random parents who need a good who only have one good night out every several every Years. several months okay. that sounds highly appealing depending on the mood that i'm in sometimes i'm but like not this mood this is full will this is will who's is stocked up on pizza <laughs> and, and a little oh, wine full. bloated like full of food yeah no not you're not i'm not trying will. okay yeah full dude. will would know he, he full, would be all full about of this. food full, full of, of food. food yeah no i'm not trying to that was actually uh Oh man, I don't know. Okay, yeah, here let's let's shift gears real quick. Actually, no, let's shift gears from <laughs> let's shift gears with, from Fucking threesomes uh, with with wander capitals. wandering parents, and let's shift gears into. I hear you're the IT tech. <laughs> you're. A, I hear you're a real rock star. They, you're you're they, very much a David Grohl. I've been uh, told. Dude, people do. Okay, all right. No, I was gonna shift gears. We'll, we'll hold okay, that yeah, in the ahead, back. No, no, we'll hold that in the back for a moment because that is that is one of the weirdest things about where I work. Okay, so I I feel like I'm. I feel like on the grand scale of attractiveness, okay, I feel like I would be at best like an eight out of 10. I'm probably only like a seven, but sometimes you have to say eight because people who aren't hot are like, oh, there's no way you've got to be an eight. And you're like, oh, you're just, you're just like a five and I don't want to be a dick. Like, <laughs> but I'm no, not, man, I walk around, I walk I'm into not, every situation thinking I'm a California nine. No, yeah. no, you don't have to agree. I walk around thinking you actually think that. About yourself. That's how I walk around. That's, oh, well, that's, that's how different. I locomote. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. different. So, and that's not to say I don't think, I mean, there are, okay, so here's the reason I'm only a seven out of 10, right? Uh huh. I'm like an eight or a nine in 80% of scenarios, but there are a couple scenarios where I'm literally like a one and a half. Like, depending on your preferences. Like, if you're just like burly men, burly men with oh, yeah. beards, then you're, like, you're right I'm literally like a one. Yeah. I'm like a one, no one's in. So that brings the average down, that, and right? That's, that's where I excel, but I also excel in the in the pretty area. Because I've got this winsome face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep Win- making eye contact winsome? like I'm going to shirk that winsome. Yeah. Winsome. Winsome. <laughs> Words I've never heard for a thousand, Alex. One, it's a real word. And two, Wind or win? Win. W-I-N. Winsome. winsome. Like you win. Yeah. Like it's I, a winning. That's the joke I was going to make. Okay, okay. Other people lose some, but I have a winsome face. God damn it. Yeah. I'm, anyway. I'm here all week. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be here. Um, so anyway, uh, everybody at my work is like an old married person everybody almost everybody so tender. everybody but like like literally like 95 percent of the people in my work are like old and married and if they're not old and married they're on their way to Young being old and married. and married they're on their way to, yeah they're on their way <laughs> they're on their way for the most part because because catholicism okay so people like today so i did when i went into work i had to dress up it was like a big event and i was live streaming it uh don't ever say were, were don't you ever on twitch 
No, but okay. I was, it's on YouTube. But don't ever, don't ever say gaming. I say this to my, everybody I work with all the time. They're like, Mike, <laughs> all my kid does is play video games. I'm like, bitch, I literally only have a career because of video games. Because of video games. Like, yeah. I wanted to stream cool video games, and now I know how to live stream actual events that matter. And they're way shittier because nobody cares. It's way shittier than my Your video games. Production streams. values my video are games way higher. Have way yeah. better production <laughs> values. <laughs> but, but nobody else has that skill set. Like, fuck you. You know. Yeah. I I learned how to make websites because I wanted to talk to people about video games. About, right. Yeah. So anyway. Everybody in my work is like weirdly fucking like horned up in weird ways at times. And so I, I have I have a nice I have a nice blazer. I wore a red tie. Oh, no. I have my black chinos. Oh, no. I was looking good. It was my suit I wore when I went to uh Vegas for the last Evo. I remember that. I was looking sharp. I was yeah. sharp as fuck. Anyone would fuck me. No one did. But anyone would. Um <laughs> at, at no one school, no one fucked me. At school. No, no, in Vegas. Vegas okay. In Vegas. No one fucked me in Vegas. Is, is this like are we subtweeting somebody? Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. I'm. I'm just. It's. 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 See, the the joke, Alex, is yeah. that I'm talking about how hot and desirable I am, oh, and juxtaposing yeah. that with the reality of the fact that I did not have sex with anyone, despite uh, having the the specific seven. goal to have yeah. sex with someone. Um, it's Vegas. I, okay. Okay. I think I talked to at least two hookers, if not three. The third hooker is confusing. It might have been. This is the problem. This is what I realized. I, mm. I think I've. I, I may have already said this on on this podcast, so I'll be brief. But when when you go to Vegas when you're single, which is, was not a thing that I had done previously, when you go to Vegas when you're single, you're like, I'm gonna go have sex with everyone. It's Vegas. Why wouldn't I? It's Vegas. But then what you don't consider is that you don't know who is and isn't a working. Yeah. And I'm not trying. Shout outs to. I don't have a problem with hookers. Yeah. Bless the hookers. God, the Lord bless. And but I also don't know make, how to. I don't know how to deal with that them. scenario. This is like I understand that it's not hard to buy weed. <laughs> But I, okay. but I need, I need to, like, I need a friend with me. Oh, I need a friend with me who has bought weed before, to ensure that I'm doing all the right things. Because maybe I'll get murdered in an alley. Maybe I'll overpay. Doubtful. Maybe yes, I'll buy. One. Maybe I'll buy like something that'll kill me on accident. No. So I need a friend to watch me fuck a hooker. Who do you to make what? sure? <laughs> to make sure. Are we to, still going to Evo together? To make, <laughs> to make sure. To make sure I'm doing everything right. Because then I talked to you, dude. I talked to some of my fucking, the fucking, <laughs> the fucking. You need, you need someone afterwards to be like, Will, Will, was was that performance really just a 15% tip? <laughs> I don't know the protocol. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the protocol. I could easily get murdered. Like, I don't know what oh, yeah. I'm supposed to do to keep myself. And I talked to you, dude. One of, one or two of my Uber drivers were talking about it. And they were like, oh yeah, definitely don't invite anyone up to your room. We drive people around all the time who like end up getting you know, they they put something in the water when you're not looking, and then they they don't kill you, but they like run out with your wallet yeah. and your shit, and it's just like God, that sounds so horrible. I don't, I I you need like a guide, and so then so what I'm at, what my point is, if you think I'm a cool person and you would like to watch me have sex with a hooker, please hit me up at like, Metal Music Man underscore on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> please let me know. But yeah, so anyway, it's awkward. It's awkward. So anyway, uh, at my work. People are hard up, and I am sure. a vaguely attractive human who somewhere has, between a seven and a nine. Who has some suits thing? Not even suits. I have chinos and sport coats, and they look pretty decent. That's a look. And people are just like, "Oh man!" Like somebody told me I should be a what the fuck? I don't even I don't even know enough about fashion to know a what word model. They said a model for some Dolce fashion company, and, and I was just be... like, "No, I do not have muscle mask." M they, mask? They don't, muscle they don't mask. Want muscle mask. I may. I may be whining. Either. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not tall enough either. Like, there's a whole thing. Also, oh, you're at least six one. I, 
<laughs> we never did measure each other after that episode. No, no we, didn't, we didn't whip it out. Um, we didn't measure each other or our heights after that episode. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I don't know, dude. People in my work like fucking hit on me awkwardly all the fucking time. So oh, it's- I, I got one. I got one. I was at, um, they do uh, a thank you for being a city employee barbecue yes. at, at City Hall every year. And the last one I was at, one of the women who was uh, passing out food said, tell your mother that she made just such a, a beautiful child. And <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Yeah, yeah. That's such a weird thing to say. That's the weirdest way I've ever been told I'm attractive. Yeah, but like, you know, it happened so often. I got a nice gradient. That's so um, weird. Yeah, no, what was, uh, what I, I bungled this. And so like, my mom works for the city. And she knows people, and so people know her. And so I was like, oh, this woman must have recognized me. She knows my mom, and so she must know that I'm related to her. But and, she didn't? And I said, oh, what's your name? So that I can tell my mom that you said so. Yeah. And then she got, like, real red in the face and flushed, because I guess she thought I was, like, turning around and making a move on her. Oh, Because I was like, so, what's your name, pretty lady? Like... <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't, but yeah, she, she she didn't know she didn't. I, I so very rarely hit on anyone in a direct fashion. Okay, like my uh-huh. my flirting is so like every I, I'm not like whatever a textbook like dude maneuver is. I don't know how to do it. Okay, in terms of flirting, like it just doesn't work. The most I've ever done it only happened to me once, and I'm probably like traumatized by this. So I used to work <laughs> I used to work with this chick named Chaley who was really cool. And she, she was, uh, she was like a, she was like black, lesbian, vegan. She was like every minority. Hell yeah. She was like every minority. Okay. But I remember being like, so like we would like joke about that all the time. And there was one point where I forget, we were talking about that. And at some point she started talking about her like relationship or something because we were, I like, we were making like those jokes and like, then that was on the table. And so then we started talking about that. And eventually she like, I forget if she like broke up or something happened. But I was hitting on her. I knew she was a lesbian. Yeah. But I was like hitting on her as a joke because I knew she was a lesbian. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, this is like part Ah, of like whatever banter. Like, this is funny. And then she was like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, fuck. I feel so bad. Like, I I feel so horrible. I wasn't actually shooting my shot. I was ironically shooting my shot. Yeah, I was ironically telling you you were really hot and things and whatever. And then I was like, oh, fuck. That's also bad. Wait, wait. So then I just just killed myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I am am actually a robot now. Oh. So that explains everything. So, yeah. So that's a cool person who I had a relationship with once and don't, and don't anymore. anymore because yeah. it was so awkward that I ran away and you never spoke yourself. to them ever yeah. again. No, no uh, but anyway, I don't know. People in my work are weird. Things are weird. I got hit on a bunch today. I don't remember what the original topic was, uh, but, uh, but it was awkward. And oh yeah, it was the parents. It was yes, the, parents. the parents. So yeah. The so anyway, you're not, you're not that far off with weird. Dude, parents are weird. There's, there's stories about like parents and things that like I've heard from them. I'm just like, I mean, I get that like parents are just normal people, but no, they're not. I'm just going to, well, they're not. Yeah. yeah. Breeder, fuck breeders. Sorry. Fuck all no, y'all breeders. What? No, that's not what I meant. That's what I mean. That's <laughs> I what I mean. If you have kids, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Mom, dad, looking at I, you. Fucking breeders. Okay. No, no, wait. There's, there's a couple different kinds of breeders. Okay. <clears throat> there are breeders who are normal people like you and I. Okay. They're just normal humans. We could breed. And they... <laughs> I don't, I don't think we could. <laughs> I, 
Wow. I mean, I think... Okay, look, I get I'm not a California I, nine, but like... I think literally it's not a thing, but but I think in the 2020 colloquialism, I think people do... All right, this is... I'm, I'm never going to... No one's ever going to believe I think I'm mostly straight ever again, but some of the 4chan threads I see, they talk about breeding twinks, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it, 4chan. They can't have the babies, but, you know, they want to participate. <laughs> they want to participate. Dude, we're pizza drunk. Oh, my Dude, God. Yeah, we're so I'm pizza drunk. Pizza we're so life. high on pizza yeah. right now. Yeah, some some good good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Ostensibly, you guys came here to listen to me bitch about open world games. Dude. Yeah, that was the topic. Yeah. The topic was open world games. Ostensibly. So, anyway, um, Lex and I could breed, but can't. Um, and... Uh, yeah, anyway, okay, let me finish my breeder no, you're good, thought you're good. first. Breeders, there are like two kinds specifically. There are people who are just normal people like you and I who happen to have a kid. That's not really what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Like, I don't, I don't want to have a kid. You're still a breeder. There's ways that I can't relate to you because you just wanted to have a kid, and that's different. Or had a kid. Or that you did. But yeah, so, you know, and it's just a different, it's a different life path. But like, you're still like a cool, normal person. But then there's people who's like entire personality existence personality entire, their like, relationship like, everything is their facet. fucking babies and they're just like it's the most it's the most beautiful Rewarding, thing it's the most beautiful thing in the world I trade it it's, for the, any, it's the greatest I, thing you could ever do like really the, the thing it's literally like taking a shit like the thing anyone can do that just biologically were dude, designed fuck your baby i've yeah. been taking shits for I've 30 years i've been taking years. shits my whole life <laughs> Little i don't fucking dress bitch. it up in bows <laughs> and <laughs> buy fucking Pink and blue cribs. <laughs> I'm certainly not. You know what? I'll tell you how why I'm better than breeders. I'm not forcing fucking societal gender roles upon my turds in the toilet. I flush them and I let them go on their own way. I let them figure themselves out in the fucking sewers, okay, with the other turds. They mix and mingle. I'm not fucking pre-building a pink toilet to take a girl shit in. All right? Help me out This here. is a progressive you're, podcast. You're, you're comparing. Yeah, this is... <laughs> You're comparing taking a shit to giving birth, right? Yeah. So, yep, okay. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to clarify just so that I was on the same page. They're pretty equal in terms of their yeah. um, beauty and splendor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fucking breeders. Uh, that's that's my story. What do, what do you want to talk about today, Lex? Uh, okay. So so <clears throat> in the uh, I'm going to say early 1900s because I'm I'm not as uh, prepared. I didn't I didn't oh do my. the show notes. You don't have your notes. There was a a man uh, by the name of Franz. Uh, he was a writer. Um, many people know he's he's got a, a different, uh, very well known short story. But he he writes uh, Franz. Wrote Franz, just Franz, one name like Seal. Well, that that is he only has the one first name like Kafka. Seal. Franz Kafka. Everyone calls him Kafka. Oh, Kafka. Yeah, Kafka. Uh, he wrote a, a short story called uh, Der Steuermann uh, in German. You know. Alex speaks quite a bit of German, for those of you who didn't know. Yeah, un poco. Um, so he, he writes this story called Der Steuermann, and, and Kafka has a, a very particular sort of surrealist horror way of writing. Uh, I, I recommend it. If you get the chance, look it up. Uh, read it in English. It's called The Helmsman, if you look it up in English. Uh, there, there's a, a comic book adaptation of this story, but I'm, I'm going to give Appealing. you... Appealing. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you the, uh, the Cliff's Notes. I'm going to spoil the ending. So the, the story goes that there's this guy who is manning the helm at a ship, and then out of nowhere, 
this swarthy dark skinned dude like flies in and like kicks him in the head and then grabs the helm from him. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, fuck off, man. I'm manning the helm now. And the original helmsman, who's, I guess, the protagonist of the story, is like, no, you, you got to stop. And, and the swarthy new helmsman is like, nah, man, I'll kick you again. I got to man the helm. It's my job. And so the original helmsman is like, well, that was weird. I'm going to go. There are other people on this boat. Sure, surely if I talk to them, they'll understand. And so he goes and he, he wakes up the people who are in the cabins. And he's like, guys, guys, there, there's a new helmsman. You, you're, you know me. You remember I was the helmsman, right? And they're like groggy and disgruntled. And they're like, eh, what? And we'll, we'll come investigate what you're talking about. And so they walk out and they see the, the swarthy helmsman who's there manning the helm, sitting there, uh, you know, steering. And uh, the, the helmsman, the new helmsman says, uh, can, can you guys leave me alone? I'm trying to steer here. And they're all like, yeah, that's, that's fair. And, and the protagonist is like, no, no, guys, guys, where, where are you going? Wait, come, come back. This guy is really obsessed with his particular job. Well, that's, that He's was got it easy. Job. He could, he could he, just he go take a nap now. He could just go take a nap now, though. You would think, but like wait, this new guy, what if he's steering them in the wrong direction? He went to, to helm school. He, to, you to did learn say to he was dark-skinned. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. Franz Kafka did. And again, he's a little German. So read, read a, into that what you will. A, he's a smidge <laughs> Reiki. He's, he's a nice I guy. I don't think he was that Reiki. But, you know, the, this man is specifically desc- described as swarthy. But, like, it, the, the protagonist is like, did you, like... Did you hypnotize everybody and make them not be my friend? Because they're all like, dude, fuck you for waking us up. Leave us alone. He's clearly manning the helm. I don't know what your problem is. And and the new helmsman is like, nah, man, just leave me alone. I'm trying to steer the boat. And then and then the story ends. Every Kafka story ends the same way with you as the reader feeling the protagonist's sense of what? That's where that's the, the, whole the story. word Kafka asks. Yeah, that's the whole story. Beat for beat. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, so that's my experience with open world games. <coughs> I am from this normal, rational world where everyone just knows that I am the helmsman and open world games by nature suck. And like, I'm, I'm coming out here saying grass is green, the sky is blue, up is up, down is down. And, and Will's over here like, you, you know how lizards bask? You know how they like, they, they sit there under their, their heat lamps and they to regulate their body temperature? That's what I, he's doing to me. And, and here I am like, but I'm the helmsman. It's me. <laughs> what does lizard basking have to do? I was just making fun of the the noise you were making. That's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like what the fuck? <laughs> but like, I don't understand it. I don't understand it because you're. I understand your general dislike of open world games because you are whatever the opposite of a GPS is. <laughs> SPG. You're. <laughs> you're like you're like a hammerhead shark that. Instead of having the magnetic things that lets them trace instead their... Of a, instead of a hammer, it's like a Phillips head. No, 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 no. That <laughs> would be another tool. Phillips head shark? So you're, you're a hammerhead <laughs> shark, but instead of a hammerhead, you have like a, uh, a, a corned beef hash head. <laughs> like your head, okay. your, head is, your head is filled with like pancakes and waffles <laughs> instead of a hammer. So, you, <laughs> so you're not even... On the same playing field. <laughs> Not on the same spectrum. Yeah, like if someone dropped you in the middle <laughs> of the ocean the and they were like, use the magnetic currents to find your way back home, you would just eat yourself because you were delicious. Yeah. That's basically how good you are with directions. Corned beef and pancakes. Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm yeah. very bad at directions. So so I understand that. 
because it, it's 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 inherently frustrating to get lost and then not be able to play a game. Um, sometimes getting lost is fun, but no. I do agree there are no. many. See, see, this is I am the helmsman. You, that doesn't make sense. Getting lost isn't fun. It's irritating. It depends. Well, it's a bad experience every no, time you get no, lost. So here's here's why you're wrong. Okay. So <laughs> there are different ways to get lost. Mm -hmm. Physically. No. Mentally. Nope. Nope. Socially. Nope. It depends about. It depends about. It, it depends on the uh, the things that are occurring. Um, so if you are specifically looking for a particular area to make some level degree of progress on a particular task, and you just can't find it, and all the things that you're finding are annoying because there are all these other things, but you're not ready to do those things, you're not interested in them because you just want to do the one thing. Mm -hmm. That is frustrating. I can certainly relate to that. It is a thing that has happened to me and does happen to me, even in open world games. But there's also a thing where you are going on the right way to find things and you do know that you're doing it, but there are other things along the way that are directly or indirectly related or not related at all, uh, but they're put there in a way that is uh, not as deliberately pulling you away from what you're trying to do, unless that's what you want, and that's okay. So You're describing getting <clears throat> sidetracked, which yes. I would like to declare factually is a different process. No, it's literally lost. the same as being lost. No, because if, if you're sidetracked, you're doing one thing, and then you're like, oh, shit, let me do this other thing. I get sidetracked all the time. It's not the worst experience I've ever had. Uh, my aunt was like, hey, I really need your help at my school. So I started driving to her school, and I was like, which exit am I supposed to get off on? And she said Lindbergh. And I missed it. And I got off on Bowles. <clears throat> I don't know where that is. I didn't know where I was. I was just mad. I was late. I couldn't help. <laughs> well, no, but that's exactly my point, is that y you felt that way in that instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to, okay. I, I will retract my previous statement and say there is a difference between being lost and being sidetracked. But sometimes they are the same. And sometimes it's not as frustrating. Sometimes it is frustrating, though, too. So if you have a timed goal and a specific thing you need to be at a place, being lost is extremely frustrating. But if you have a loose, ethereal, freeform goal that doesn't have a particular time set with it, you're not going to be as frustrated about the fact that you got off of the wrong exit because maybe you get off that exit, you know you got off at the wrong exit, you're not really sure where you're at, but holy crap, there's a bunch of really pretty flowers here and some weird mushrooms and a dragon. That's fun. That would have been a really... <laughs> I, I don't think that's bowls that you get off on to find the, the <laughs> dragon. <laughs> that might be, that might that be might Lindbergh be itself or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's a, one, of those, one of those different streets. Mississippi Avenue, perhaps. But <laughs> no, but like th there, are, um, there, are, there are a lot of fun things about a non-linear like tale that then you get lost as part of it sometimes. But I'm not, I, I, I want to be very clear that I'm not like definitively dismissing the entirety of your dislike of open world games. I you think, understand. You see I think the your, I think your, yeah, your general position is an understandable one that I generally don't agree with or experience, but that but does. you can comprehend. Yeah, that is comprehensible. But you cannot possibly just think that every game that is open world is bad, even considering that stance. No, by, by nature. That's ridiculous. No, that's ridiculous. No, it's, it's a fact the that's same <laughs> as, as the grass is green, the sky is blue, and that I am the helmsman. That's so ridiculous. That's, that's, no, they're not. I'm going to find you an open world game that is fun. You will, I will, for, no, I will. <laughs> you made me play Bioshock already. Oh, yeah, right? what a bastard and you I haven't, am. And you haven't fucking touched Pillars, so I'm going to make you I fucking play, I'm going to make I'm, you play some other game. Pillars is only barely is open linear? world. No, but 
Is it multilinear? A series of lines. There is not a single answer to it. It changes depending on what area you're, what area you're in and where you're progressing in the story. Um, it, to you, might feel quite open-worldy at the beginning. It, it isn't. Open-world is like, yeah, fucking Skyrim, Witcher, all that shit. Yeah, where you can just <clears throat> fuck off. You can definitely fuck off a bit in Pillars. There is a big world that you can fuck off in, but there is a much, much stronger thread of what you're supposed to do in that game than say your Skyrim or your Oblivion or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I literally could just never imagine playing Skyrim. I I can't imagine a worse experience. Well, we don't have to use Skyrim because it's probably not the best example. I think Skyrim is a really fantastic game. I played it several times, but Skyrim is in, in terms of story, just worse than Oblivion and, and Morrowind. I can't Um, imagine playing Oblivion and Morrowind. See, now here's the thing. You are probably wrong because (laughs) specifically, okay, Morrowind definitely you can't. And that's a whole nother. I I don't know. Morrowind's a fantastic game. It just does not hold up with time. If you did not play Morrowind when it came out, Morrowind, playing Morrowind is like trying to explain to someone who never watched the Muppets as a kid why the Muppets are awesome. And, and they were like, and you feel like you they're an alien about? from another planet yeah. because it's like, how you could you not like this? Screens. But they, they, they only even knew the Muppets existed when they were like thirty or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, how do you? That's hard to do. Okay, <clears throat> um, and that's Morrowind. It, it's amazing, but it's it's dated in a lot of ways. The reason I think you might be more tolerant of Oblivion than you might realize is the same reason that I disliked Oblivion for a while when it first came out, and that is that. It has an incredibly forced, linear main story. So the way Elder Scrolls games work is that they all have a main story. Mm-hmm. All of them. So if you want to play them in a linear fashion, you, you can't. So this is reason number 5472 why you're wrong about that particular series of games. They, they can be played extremely linearly, where you literally just you get your main quest and you go. But the difference is in Skyrim, um, A, Skyrim tries to sidetrack you. See, that's mean. I like that. That's good. <laughs> B, Skyrim's story itself is a lot looser. You know that you're the dragonborn and you have a dragon soul and there that's are some not. evil dragons and blah, but it's less pointed. Um, Oblivion is, holy shit, some gates to hell opened. And they took our prince guy and killed our king. Go fucking track them down over here. This city just had a bunch of Oblivion gates open. So the reason I hated Oblivion, though, <clears throat> for a while, even though I've probably played it more than any Elder Scrolls game, and I really like it. Um, it's, it's a great game. But I hated it for, like, almost a year. Because coming off of Morrowind, it just goes, hey, here's clearly the main quest. Patrick Stewart is the king. Patrick Stewart dies. Spoiler alert. It's oh, in, God. It's in, the, it's in the trailer. doesn't oh. matter. Uh, Patrick Stewart dies. Go find his son, who is Sean Bean, who doesn't know that he's his son. Who doesn't know he's and Sean save Bean. and yeah, and save him from the evil hell portals that exist everywhere. And you're like, okay, that's pretty cool. But when you go and do that, what happens in Oblivion, and this is why I think you might actually like it more, is you go to this town called Kvach, and Kvach is where that means rubbish in German. Oh, right on. Okay, well, it's a shit town, so that makes sense. <laughs> um, so you go to Kvach, and that's where Sean Bean is, and he's like a monk or something, and you got to go and tell him he's the son of the king, he's the heir to the throne, because the king just died, and you need to save him because hell portals are opening up. 
you get there and surprise, surprise, there's already hell portal that's opened up and everything's going to shit, right? Everything's going to shit. All the hell portals are fucking shitting demons out and burning everything alive and murdering it. And you're like, wow, this is crazy cool. All the way up to this point, I'm good with Oblivion, okay? Then what happens is you get him out of there, okay? You get him out of the hell, hell portal kvatch. And he, like, fucks off to go. He says he's going to meet you somewhere. I forget. It, you you send him off with someone else. You, you say you're going to rendezvous with him, basically, okay. if memory serves. Uh, but at any rate, what happens from that point on is that everywhere you go, when you're trying to explore a beautiful world, which is the part that I like about open world games that you probably will hate. Yes. Uh, every time you go and do that, there's just random oblivion gates that open up and they like fucking siphon you to the plane of oblivion, which forces you back into basically like the, the main, main quest. Plot. I hated that so much because I just want to, I want to do the main story when I, the way I play an Elder Scrolls game I don't ever dive right into the main story beyond the initial part. I you like it's it's like an off. it's like you know this is the thing. So and that's to me is why I actually really like Skyrim's pacing because it's like hey there are evil fucking dragons, dragons exist. Get you should probably figure some it. things out, but just know that there are dragons in the world now. And you're like cool, I'm gonna go do all these other things, and then later because it feels weird to me to like go do the big epic main quest when you haven't like leveled up and done a bunch of shit. But that's exactly how Oblivion is paced. So you might be surprised with certain open world games, certain ones, it's not all, but like certain ones do have a very strong thread that tries to string you along and it's really quite easy to not go out unless you really, really want to okay. for the most part. Um, I think I can just, I'm, I'm going to describe a, a few games, a couple games, um, that I think have been the pinnacle of my experience with an open world type game. Um, one of them is Final Fantasy VI. Earnestly recommend playing. Um, you are a, a merry band of heroes, so you're like six, eight characters over the course of wandering through what's mostly a linear experience. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you get to you know the the source of all magic, and you're like, oh, good. If we throw the giant off lever. We're, we're set and the the bad guy of the game was like excuse me you were going to turn it off what if i turned it on and inserted myself into it and and you'd say oh well then you'd probably have enough destructive power to destroy the world and he's like yes and then he does that thing and then so the second half of the game is where the open world kicks in mm -hmm. uh, all of the different it you know that you have to go kill the god of magic Mm -hmm. that that's that's your central focus anytime you want to he's the big creepy clown on top of the giant castle um anytime you want to you can go and address him or you can wander around the world and meet up with all of those eight characters and like two other characters that you didn't meet up with before and like collect them because some time has passed as since party members destroyed yeah yeah and like if you want to you can go talk to uh, uh strago at the tower of magic and investigate that and see what's going on there. And if you choose to do that, you get this big chunk of story and also Strago joins your party again. Mm -hmm. Or you could just like not do that. I think that's really neat. That's, that's very Oblivion-esque. Yeah. It's honestly not that different from Skyrim either. Skyrim just tries harder to sidetrack you. Yeah, see... But in theory, it's extremely similar. It's just not... It's not party-driven, obviously. But like that, that general setup is not that different. <clears throat> Um, yeah, okay. Okay, well then that doesn't necessarily sound like the end of the world, but it probably still is. I mean, I, I really do think, we, we talked about Six this when you, when you brought this up to me as a topic on Twitter. We, we talked about it quite a bit. I, I honestly think you've played a lot of bad console open world games. 
And I have no uh, shame in my PC Master Race boner showing because there are a lot of really bad console open world games that they're just like, oh, we can do this now. So here it is. And they like you mentioned Breath of the Wild. okay? which I I haven't played. I think Breath of the Wild is a really cool game, but I didn't finish it. And the reason I didn't finish it is because it has a lot of flaws that I feel like nobody talks about with it. I actually don't think hardly any of them are the world. The problem for me is the way you interact with equipment and equipment breaking. My whole problem with that game is like, it's really cool at the beginning of the game. You're like, oh my God, all my equipment breaks. This is crazy and really cool because I can only hit someone. No, that just is frustrating. I, I agree with you, okay. but, I, but I disagree depending on how it's done. And so it was actually very cool at the beginning of the game. And I think I think I I, I enjoyed it. I probably played that game. I think I got to two or three of the big machine beasts, which is I think somewhere somewhere around halfway through the game in total. Um, it's very cool at first because you're just like, oh, I need to like it. It teaches you to be self sufficient in the world. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and this is where I think you could take a lesson from like a Pillars or a Skyrim or Oblivion or whatever, where it it never changed from that. And that's actually what I dislike about it because you would get like a really cool, like here is the, the, the spear of the Zora. You saved Zora Fishman's fish testicles. And he was like, hey, motherfucker, back. Yeah. good for you. Thank you so much. Here is a spear. And you're like, sweet. And then you never use it. Because you're afraid it'll because break. Because you're afraid it'll break. Yeah. And it'll break. And it's fucking the dumbest shit ever. Yep. Those items... Either A, shouldn't break, B, should self-repair, or C, it should be extremely easy for you to repair them. And people are always like, well, you can repair them. Fuck you. You gotta go get, like, the butt of the... Well, you can repair them. You can repair them. Yeah. Fuck you. You gotta go get, like, the butt of a golden duck and fucking melt it down into a fucking penis mold of your own dick. Yeah. And then fucking blow that dick and then fucking also pay a thousand rubies. Like, it's the stupidest thing. Like, that shit should just not break. It shouldn't break. It's fucking stupid. Or like you get like a really good bow and you have like five of them, but you're always using the shittiest bow that you have. Yeah, because you don't want to waste your good bow. So the the problem to me is not that equipment breaks. It's that there isn't a good way to repair the good equipment Mm -hmm. easily. And there should be. Because it should be as easy as like cooking. Or, and hear me out, what if it just didn't break? I like the you should okay this is i'm gonna throw yourself at you you should like that because it's a limited resource like how survival horror games limit your resources you should like that it is it changes the way you interact with the environment and and you would not react the same way if you could always just have the best bow and shoot it infinitely i'm not i don't really think they i think never breaking would be an improvement over the way breath of the wild is currently but sure. I don't think it would be the best way for it to be. Okay. They, sh- they should either be like magic and like auto repair or it should be. I honestly think it, there should be something like cooking. Where you you get random pizzas, pieces of monsters and leaves or trees or apples and you cook them up and you make food and you should be able to do that exact thing. But with like di- you should like dig up some dirt mm-hmm. and get a rock and that makes like a sharpening stone and you spend X amount of time to where if you say you play for an hour and use all your best equipment, you might need to spend five minutes or 10 minutes mm-hmm. prepping every hour. Probably not 10, that's like way too much. But like, but yeah, something like that to me, I would have definitely finished that game. But I honestly got fed up. I got fed up Good. with it. Like where I was just like, fucking mm. open world game. 
I don't I don't hate it. Yeah. It's a really good game. There's a lot of good shit about it. I kind of hope I'll finish it someday, but like I just grew out of the mood for it. Sure. So what's nice about Pillars, it got a lot of criticism for this from certain people. Pillars is a very Pillars of Eternity is obviously like the greatest game ever, in my opinion. But it 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 it's very polarizing, yeah, depending on which old school CRPG fans you're talking about. Most old school CRPG fans really like it, but there's so what happens with it, it when we were talking about it before is the game opens up, it's it's very open world like it like it would normally have been in the old CRPGs, which is to say that it's still far less totally open world than a game like Skyrim. So your 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 Elder Scrolls games have like randomly generated um, monsters that respawn and do things. The way CRPGs work is like there are like 40 maps on some of them where there's just different places that you go and you go to a new zone, it's a whole new map, and the map is I don't know, 10 screens wide, right? Mm. Like, and you can scroll through it. But once you explore all the things on that map and kill the monsters on it, when you walk through, there's nothing there anymore. So it's like you're done. You've cleared an you've area cleared and you're the done. Area. You're safe. But that's not how your more traditional open world games are, right? Okay, yeah. They keep regening, and every time you go back, there's something different. And I think they're both good and fun in different ways. But there is something to be said about, for you specifically, someone like you, when you explore a map, you, you know. So you yeah. can go back and be like, okay, I've done this. And that, A... That helps you along the path, right? Yes. But B, because there is a path. Exactly. It's it's a very free form path. It, path. it is an open exclusion. world. But once yeah. you have kind of done a thing, you're like, okay, I've done everything. And every now and then there's a thing that you missed and you need to go back. Maybe there's like a particular quest and a guy says he's gonna go there. Maybe then you need to meet like a guy in a hut well, that wasn't there nothing before. wrong with just going back and revisiting. Sure, area. but for the most part, it's kind of like it's done when you're done with it. But what Pillars specifically also does that not all of those some of the CRPGs do it, but Pillars in particular, especially Pillars One it funnels into progressively more linear as the game goes on. Mm -hmm. um, act two is, so act one is like a big open generic world with like a smaller town. Act two is a much bigger town, which is crazy because you almost get lost in the town, but you're still only in one town in act two. The entire thing is just, well, it's a city. It's the biggest city. Mm. You're in this big city. But by the time you're in Act 3, it's like you're in this one place and you're just... Doing the thing. You're pretty much going straight. There's might be one or two different ways you can go, but for the most part, you're just going. And the story is the same way, where the story as the game starts is very like, this is the world that you live in. Here's the immediate bad guy, but clearly he's not like that big on the grander scheme of things. There's all these other different things that are going on. And then eventually like in act two you learn about like the politics and the people and the city and act three is just full bore like all the things i did in act two came to this point and now this is like literally literally i'm just beelining mm -hmm. um i think it's fucking great obviously but sure. um and i think for you specifically it might be maybe be better if it was the opposite but i also feel like you might be annoyed as the player you are if you played a game that was linear and then it turned out to be open world yeah i would hate how that. do you feel yeah. how Feel if you fool about me, Ocarina of Time. I, it's a miserable game. It doesn't hold up uh, over time. Okay, uh, you're wrong. But specifically, how do you feel about... Did you like it before you went into Hyrule Field? Uh, you mean like when, when you're fucking around with the Great Deku Tree? Yeah, so maybe you don't even yeah, know this. Okay, so I don't know if you know this, but... That was one of the first early quote-unquote open-world-ish console games. And I will say before I get into this and sure. jack it off that it is exactly what console open-world games are, which is inferior in every way to PC open-world games. But it was Baby's first open-world game. Mm -hmm. And so not only was it Nintendo's first big open-world game in terms of, well, 3D open-world, 
but it was also, and they knew this. This is a, tr- uh, a, a testament to Nintendo's um, effectiveness as as a as a company and and, and as designers. They knew that their their audience this had probably never experienced this because they were all plebes who had never played a computer game. So so when Ocarina of Time starts, when you're in Kokiri Forest and when you're doing the Deku Tree and everything, that's all very linear. There are there are a couple yeah, places you can get lost in mazes, but for the most part, it's like you go to this place, you go to this place, you go to this place. And that game started that way because that was what people knew. Zelda to be they knew, right? Knew to be. They knew. I mean, you could argue, obviously, like, you know, your, the original Legend of Zelda NES is certainly open world, but it's more open world like Pillars, where it's a top-down view, and once you explore the map, maybe the monsters come back, but you've already explored it. You've already found all the secrets yeah. on this tile set. You're done. You move on to the next tile set. You might have to traverse through those tile sets to get places again, but you've already done. You've done and done the thing. So yeah, when you finish the Deku Tree, that experience of going out into Hyrule Field, there's a reason beyond the fact that it's just visually impressive that there's a whole slow cut scene where Link comes out. He, you and you specifically run down a very long straight tunnel, and you talk to Cyra, uh, Saria, 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 Saria. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. And she's like, oh, I wanted to fucking have sex with you sometime or something. And you're like, me too. Yeah, but, but I, I want to go outside. Neither of us have gone through puberty yet. And I'm pretty See. sure I'm a human and you're an elf. And my dad would frown on that. Um, anyway, so. so, <laughs> so Not my dad. <laughs> hey. So, so then Link's like, I got to go. And you run down like a long, a long fucking tunnel Tube. of linear tubey yeah. shit. And you open up and it's just like, holy shit. And it spins around, and then it zooms in back to Link, and you're just like, oh, I just, it didn't, I don't know where to go. So that is, like, the first, like, thing like that. And so my point being is that I would have expected you to like the beginning more than that point yeah. after. Yeah. For that the exact reason. The beginning is fine. <laughs> the, the Deku tree, the, the dungeons in Ocarina of Time are okay. Uh, but you want to like run along a line and end up at a dungeon, basically. Oh, yeah. And when I say run along a line, I don't mean literally. You're being hyperbolic, stri- but I'm being sincere. <laughs> no, I've, I'm just. Dis- well, you already know. You I already want. know that I agree with you that a game having a linear design in terms of the levels does not mean the game doesn't have depth. Sure. I mean that's an absurd sure. point that yeah. some people apparently make, but that is not true. You can have way more choices and options in a linear game than an open world game, and you can have way more choices and options in an open world game than a linear game. That's really it's a totally separate thing. It's a totally separate thing that games do or don't have choices and options, regardless of the fact that they are or aren't linear in terms of their level design. But, um, yeah, for you specifically, I would think that. So I would be curious if you played a game like Pillars that was the opposite of that, whether that would well, I can play turn game, you off or not. I can play a game like Pillars and then report back. <laughs> pillars specifically uh how long is that game 40 hours it's pretty fucking long okay uh let me google it, it how it's long pre- to beat it it's way longer than most games i would recommend to anyone i mean you have to be a particular kind of uh uh insane person yeah um the the other uh, open world game that i enjoy isn't an open world game, depending on yeah. whose definition you're using 36 hours on average yeah, that's fine. if you do the extras Main plus extra is like what eighty? Sixty-three. Okay. Completionist is one hundred and six. Shorter than Final Fantasy ten. So Completionist is stupid. Playing those games, Completionist is dumb in my opinion. I wouldn't do that. Um, But um, (laughs) there are a lot of extras that are really good. I wouldn't require anyone to do it. But the big one is there. There are two expansions, and there are a couple characters in those expansions that are fucking like some of the best characters ever. Uh, There's one. 
there's one specifically that I really like in it. Uh, it's the devil of Karak. She's like a robot with a human soul imbued into her. And she, okay. it's, oh man, it's like, yeah, it, she's like one of my favorite characters ever. Right. Anyway, anyway, I'm gushing so about pillars. Uh, uh, linear games, linear the, games. The other, the other uh, game that isn't really open world, but certainly feels enough of it to me, is uh, like any of the Persona main series games. Uh, so Never like played them. Three, four, five. I don't know if you'll like three. Three is if Buffy were a JRPG that wasn't about vampires. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm Persona so 4, Persona 5. skeptical of like generic JRPG games. See, though. but they, these aren't. You don't. You don't have to. You can be aren't. generically skeptical of JRPGs, but these are not generic art, uh, JRPGs. Aren't they? They're about teens in a high school. Most JRPGs it's, you'll find are set in a fantasy, not, high fantasy setting. Final Fantasy, most of them. Nah. No, it, it's okay. I'm not. I'm are not as they? concerned about okay. your, your All right. uh, skepticism. I might like it. I don't know. Persona is different because, like, you know, you, Final Fantasy X is a story of how you are really sad for 40 to 80 hours. Um, Persona on Sign the Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you have. It's on your wish list or whatever. Yeah. But, oh, um, is that the one about how God is horrible? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 40, I'm, 80 I'll, hours of being sad and being angry at God. Oh, man. Yeah. That's like my fucking biography, <laughs> bro. I need to, I need to check that one out. 40 to 80 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the, the Persona series of games is really interesting because they you, you go to a high school, so from like... Nine to five on on weekdays, you have to be in school. It's not actually nine to five. It's like seven thirty to three. Can we just pause for a second yeah, about yeah. how you were like the Persona games are really interesting. They're about you how you go to a high job, school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's this is exactly why I'm skeptical of this. They're shit. interesting because <laughs> you're sitting here like living your normal high school life. And then this fucking uh, ghoul comes after you and he's like, hi, I kidnapped you. You're in an elevator. This is my elevator attendant. She's kind of hot if you're into crazy chicks. Uh, anyway, demons are real and most people don't see them, but you can see demons and you've got multiple ones, which is interesting because people who have a demon That's what personally. Is. Yeah. He's a is, demon. He's a yeah, yeah. I'm 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 glossing over too many uh persona terms at once to try and cliff okay. notes this. Uh there there are aspects of the human psyche, the rebellious spirit in Persona 5 specifically, which is why all of the everyone's everyone's persona. Uh Arsene is the gentleman thief from uh, Arsene Lupin. Mm-hmm. Um and then like you've got Captain Kidd and Carmen. And, and, and as we all know, the gentleman thief like Kicks really hard and, and does a lot of damage. Is like wild. It, it kills makes, at like makes 30. Perfect, makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. So you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but like what what is interesting or intriguing about the game is that they're like, go live your life, do whatever. But uh, if you don't take care of this shit by August 30th, you're fucked. The world ends, man. So you have to you have to go to this dungeon, fight demons, which are actually aspects of the human psyche. Uh, dressed up in de- demonic form, uh, make f- er, and and sit there and like destroy personas and then rebuild them, cross multiply and stuff in order to to make the strongest, uh, best suited per- persona to get you through this dungeon. Uh, you have to do that and and get to the end and confront someone about how they raped their student. You you must do that before August thirtieth, or the world will end. But like in the meantime, you, you got to go to school. Plot line. Yeah. Well, I, 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 the date is wrong, but yeah. 
We got we got people raping people in Persona. Yeah, I thought this was like a game for children. No, you're thinking of Dimmy Kids. It's a game the, uh, about children, but not for children. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah, like uh, anime. <laughs> uh, Persona Five is you you, you confront. Uh, Where's A two when I need him? And, and horrible. Yeah, thanks. Where's A two when I need him? So we can A2. sit here and say weebs in a very yeah. condescending tone. <laughs> weebs. The disgust. Weebs. Um, Persona Four is like a murder mystery, which is why it's the best Persona game. Uh, but like, still, the plot is the world will end if you don't solve this aspect of the crime by date. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely different from other, uh, I'd say, normal or traditional JRPGs. But I mean, you're saying basically that you can do whatever, but you can by do X amount of time, you want, finish by August 30. I mean, that sounds like like Grand Theft Auto to me, which is pretty open worldy. And you like this game? Yeah. So it's open world. What's nice about it is that it has the constraint of you need to take care of your shit by that date. So like yeah, you just need a main quest, bro. That's you're just the kind of person who needs a main quest. But that doesn't. Every open world game has a main quest. You're just like too retarded to follow it. I guess I don't no, understand. No, it's, it's not an issue of retardation. It's more like uh, <laughs> it feels lazy to me from from the game's from. Oh, I disagree. It can be lazy. No, because they're like, ooh, you're in this big fucking sandbox. Like, go do you. So, I okay, I agree with that 100%. And, like, you linked me some dumb game that basically said that. And there are absolutely games. I think most of them are dumb console games. But, like, there's certainly bad PC open world games, too. But, like, there definitely are games that, yeah, are just like, oh, look at this. It's like games that are all about, like, how pretty the graphics are. Tech demo. And you're just like, yeah, you're just like, this. yeah, exactly. This game is literally just a fucking tech demo. There is no actual good game here. There are certainly open world games that are like that, but like I just can't, I can't cross the threshold. I cannot believe you, you have not yet played any game. I, I feel like you've got to be missing out on some like, I don't know, sticking to a quest because there's, there's stuff even in Skyrim, which I, I do agree like is probably not a great open world game for you to start with. Like no, I can see no, why no. you might just start dis- with, yeah, <laughs> like like I'd want to get to it eventually. Um, <laughs> assuming you found some way at some point to like open world games there's no question that at some point you would want to play skyrim because it's one of the greatest open world games ever made but it is and this is this is a big downside to open open world games but it has a lot of other upsides it's like it's like when you play a character in a fighting game and you're like a fucking grappler like you're gonna have typically worse you know certain options because you're better at grappling so open world games typically have worse narrative yeah they just do because the world is open and it's really hard to connect everything into one narrative. Curate. And that's not, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a less curated experience. Thank yes. you. Yes, and, and that's what I want. But that, well, and that's okay to want that because there's nothing wrong with that, but they're two very different things is my point. They're very different kinds of experiences. And, and, and so where I, what I take issue with is not that you prefer a curated experience, but that you like have never somehow had any good experience with a more sandboxy one is like that's really sad and unfortunate <laughs> because okay. because there it's a different way that you relate to the game when i'm playing you know fucking max Payne, and it's like i'm max Payne. this is what my thing is to do i'm gonna go here you have your choices but for the most part it's it, you're going down the, the tunnel of the story that's great and awesome, and I love every second of it. But there's also something really special about like walking around through the woods and looking to find like a particular area that you know is vaguely there, 
and you like fall through a hole into a weird cave and suddenly you're like lost in a cave for like 10 hours but the cave has all this crazy shit in it that it's like it's like and you learn all this stuff about like dwarven history and you're you're lost in this like ancient dwarven city and there's like fucking crazy underground creatures and you're reading like books that you find to try and piece the mystery together to try and figure out how to get out of there and suddenly you're doing something totally different than what you set off for but it is teaching you about the world it is giving you a narrative and you are feeling connected to that world and more importantly what i think is the 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 single biggest strength of an open worldy sandbox game is truly unique experiences you do not have those with a narrative. And so it is a stronger story device on a narrative, right? To just like go through the story. So even though the story itself might not be as strong in an open world game, what can happen is like, I am a self archer. I am a mage. I am a fucking brawler, whatever. You're going to have different experiences based on how you deal with the situations that occur, but also based on like what race you are, how much stuff you put into, you know, your speech, like in real life. Um, <laughs> how much I put in um, speech yet. Um, <laughs> you know, like, like that's going to affect how you interact with different NPCs or different things that happen. But in addition to, it's not just NPCs. It's not just like there's a guy there and you talk to the guy and what you choose to say is different. It's also like whether you decided to go somewhere or not at a certain time affects what you know. So like maybe later on in the main quest, you go to Dwarven City and you know a bunch of shit about it because you spent 10 hours exploring fucking ancient black reach below the surface that you fell into and you don't even remember how to get back to it but you know all these things and so it's like you have these experiences it's like the difference of me like building up a friendship with a bunch of people in like the fighting game community and then going to a tournament versus just like going to a tournament mm -hmm. so my point i think what i'm trying to get to is that it it isn't worse because it's a weaker standard narrative. Because I agree that it is a weaker standard narrative, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have other strengths that actually immerse you and get you more interested in the narrative. And there are certainly open world games that have shit that like you, you do all that and then the narrative just falls flat and it sucks. Mm. Like I absolutely am not saying that doesn't happen, but dude, when it's right, like, I don't know, man, being lost in fucking Cyrodiil for fucking, like, two weeks on Christmas vacation. It's so good. You There's... find so many things. You learn so many things. You meet a vampire guy who offers to turn you into a vampire. You fucking do that. She's scratching that. Hang on, let me go yell at my cat. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> go, 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 get on that. Sometimes she eats the chairs. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah they, they do look tasty sometimes. Yeah, she does look tasty. Um, so... So I, I'm hearing this that that you get this added sense of exploration of lore or like a, a, a world building type of tension or world building that or just things that feel secret and special because you know you didn't have to do them. Okay. Um, when you get the chance, when when it's convenient for you, uh, Talden and I would very much appreciate if you played this this little indie title you may have heard of called Nine Nine Nine. I've nine never heard of persons, that game. Nine doors, nine hours. I'm I don't know what that even is. Is that a joke about how it's widely known? Because I've literally never heard of it in my yeah. life. 
Um, it's, it's made by Arc Systems Works, I think, or published by Arc Systems Works. Is it an RPG? No. No, it's a visual novel, the most linear expression of the oh, uh, okay. story of all. Um, you make a handful of choices over the course of the game. You, you decide everyone's number coded, and you have to go through numbered doors per the digital route. It, it, you do a math problem to decide who goes through what doors. I have to do math? No. Oh. All of the math is done for you. Oh, godlike. Okay, yeah. please continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> you choose what doors to go through, and that necessarily informs what characters go through these doors. And based on the different permutations of characters that go through the doors, your story experience is different, which gives you like one of like six different endings. And excuse me, ultimately there is one true ending that you only that you can get from solving. You can't. You have get to be the, the goodest play. boy. Kind of. Not not really. You you have to have been the worst boy, and the next time be the goodest boy. Okay. Um, but you get that same tension because like. There's the knife ending and the axe ending and the submarine ending and, and all and the coffin ending. Knife, axe, submarine. Yeah, and like sure. you can based on the decisions that you made that seemed like good ideas to you at the time that you will personally made uh, on this linear branching path, multi-linear path. Um, you you'll get to the knife ending and you'll be like, oh, I have a lot of questions, but I know this much information. Or you'll get to the submarine ending and you'll be like, oh, I know different things. I don't think there's a better game for you to play than Pillars. <laughs> I'll, I'll play Pillars. I think you will okay. really like, it sounds like you really like that aspect of like certain things you answer, give yeah. you different bits of information. Yes. Yeah, the difference is that you're not striving awesome. for a one perfect ending. It's more like what you pick can't always be, there is no perfect ending. Okay. So you have to be okay with it. At any rate, yeah, 999 sounds like, I'm familiar with that you sense. You try it. You should try it. I probably would like it. But I like, I really right. think you're crazy about this open world thing, dude. And I, I really think that I am the helmsman. And you're just sitting here being like, no, this swarthy guy, he's got his hands on the wheel. I like, need... This is the helmsman. I need to, like... Okay. You need to, at some point, actually play Pillars of Eternity. Two okay. is much more open than one, which might make you hate Gross. it more, but also might make you like open world games more if you like one. We'll see. I'm curious. Because the, the decision stuff in 2 is a lot more like what you just described in that 999 yeah. game. Um, but I'm curious, maybe I should play some game like that and, and we can couch co-op it even though it's single player. I'm fine with that. I'm not above it. I just made Twitch affiliate. So, so if, you, if you're looking for a, a venue I just to stream can't, it. <laughs> I cannot believe that a human being exists, wow. Alex, much less that it's you, that yeah. just thinks that there is no good, like, no good open world game is the most absurd. Like, I just, it's absurd. I, there are a lot of bad open world games. Like, I, I don't think, again, your individual point is bad, sure. but the fact that you think that, like, that's all that there is. Intrinsically, it makes them bad. No, that's so wrong. <laughs> God, it's so wrong. There, are, I would actually wager that there are probably more bad open world games than a lot of other genres for the exact criticisms that you've brought up, which is like, it is lazy. You just like, oh, yeah. here's a cool world, dump some shit in, shitty quest, we won't, away, yeah. we won't think about it. Yeah. I think that's Fuck a super that. valid concern, generally speaking. But like, dude, I don't know, when they're done right, and you're just like, oh my God. I, I, I'm a dude, I remember, there's some <laughs> shit, there's some shit in fucking Oblivion where like, I was in... So, okay, there, there's like always some ancient 
civilization in all the Elder Scrolls games. And like in Skyrim, it's predominantly the dwarves. Um, the, well, in every game, the dwarves are an element of an ancient civilization because it's like dwarves are in, in the Elder Scrolls universe. Dwarves have been dead since people have been playing Elder Scrolls games. Dwarves do not exist. Mm. They existed. People know of dwarves. There are dwarven ruins, but no one has ever seen a dwarf for like 5,000 years or more or some shit. And, and so it's always like a mystery. So that's one. But then in every other game, there's like other t- types of things too. It's like the dwarf stuff. And then there's like, there's like these weird underling elves in, in Skyrim or in anyway, in Oblivion, it's uh Aelid, which I always thought were really interesting. They, they're like weird alien and they have lights. And anyway, at some point you get caught in this crazy alien ruin. And I remember being down there for like a billion years and there's all these like intricate like traps and different puzzles and you solve them all and you get like some really cool item. And then it's like every person you talk to now, it's like because you did that, you have like that knowledge and like you can talk to like if people are talking about alien ruins, you'd be like, oh yeah, I fucking like, mm. I explored that shit and things. So like there's shit like that that like you don't have to do that's really, but since it, I think there is an amazing value to things that aren't required or forced. They, they, they make you feel invested and they give you um, sentiment mm. for your character. It's like when you play Dungeons and Dragons and you don't, you, you could just stab the guy and kill him to move forward and sneak down the hallway. Mm. But you could also like decide to, you know, fucking throw like a origami owl out there and make cooing noises, or you could decide to strike up a conversation with him, or you could fart and run away. And like all the different things that you can do, it's, it's not just, and and that's why actually I think maybe D and D is the best example. Cause I know you do like some tabletop stuff. I know D and D isn't your favorite specific one, but like, I feel like all those tabletop type games, there's always like, a linear path but then there's like oh there's a guy over here i want to talk to him and then you're like well there isn't any dialogue for this creature but i'll just make it up and oftentimes that's the best part of the game when i'm like hey alex i want to talk to this guy and then you're like oh i'm a gruff fucking italian fucking sub i'm a sandwich i'm a sandwich store owner i'm like why are you a sandwich store owner you're like i don't know it's what i do (laughs) and then like that becomes (laughs) but that becomes the best part of the game that is like open world in a nutshell. I don't know that I could think of a better way to describe the va- the value of a good open world game other than that because it's like a thing that a isn't very specific. That thing. isn't it isn't well it well but it's things like I that. It's it, things yeah. that aren't planned that you aren't forced to do that happen by happenstance. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like you feel I think if it's done well, I feel a lot of the times more connected than I do in a properly done linear game. Mm -hmm. Because I know I had a unique experience. Or perhaps I was fooled into thinking that I had a unique experience in a very grand way by something that was placed there but didn't... I don't know. If I was fooled, then that's on on them. Or that's on me, so... Yeah, so... I don't know, man. I gotta think... I should have thought more about, like, titles, but, like... I'm mostly just thinking, I don't know, if there's a new Elder Scrolls game, I'm gonna have to, like, strap you down to a chair and force you to play it or something. Because, yeah... But uh, I'll play Pillars. I'll, I'll do you really do need to play that. Even if even if OK, if you play Pillars, I'll give you an out at like at like eight hours played if you just hate it. I'm going to. Well, I'll probably play the whole thing if I make it eight hours. You think so? Yeah. All right. It's really good, man. It is kind of open world. I'll be curious how much you do or don't hate it. Okay. I think either way, I'll be very interested. OK. 
So anyway, um, you're very wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. Good job. Who had known <laughs> at the end of this you would think I was wrong? Sound off in the comments uh, if you think Lex is right and hate open I, world games I, and are also wrong. I tweeted this earlier, but for everyone who's, who says I'm wrong, I'm going to read another visual novel. I don't understand that either because it's like you have some weird <laughs> animus fucking like existence where like you need point like i don't feel like i'm devoted to a camp of open world or linear i think that's an absurd thing to think yeah i just like games that are good and if they're linear open world it doesn't matter to me they're just good imagine if we had the same conversation in a slightly different universe and you were like i I don't think that we have to fall into two camps of of you're the helmsman or he's the helmsman (laughs) (laughs) You should. We don't. Only you're, one you of can, us is going to be holding the you, wheel, Will. No, you can take turns, and you can both be <laughs> no, good at driving in different, different ways. One of you might be really good at navigating rough terrain. The other might be extremely efficient at using small wind. Two helmsmen can be very good. They have different strengths, Lex. Maybe if you weren't such a bitch and you were a team player <laughs> with the other helmsman, <laughs> all right? Maybe if you team okay, played with the right, other helmsman, right. maybe this I boat would operate more efficiently. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it indeed. <laughs> All right. This has been a podcast. I've been Metal Music Man. I've been Professor Lights. We will catch you guys next time. <laughs> Goodbye. <Bye. laughs>